the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our God desires to have an intimate relationship with all of us who are his children. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, so that that opportunity could be available to you and me. But unfortunately, although Jesus made that opportunity available to us, most Christians don't have the kind of intimacy with God that he wants to have with us. If they do want to do what he wants them to do, that is, have an intimate relationship with them, they don't know how to do so. That's why they don't do so. The good news is that the Bible teaches us that there are pathways that we can take to increase our intimacy with God. Every one of us needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the kind of increased intimacy with God that he desires with us so that we can experience the life that God wants to live by us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen and amen. Come on, get two, three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get two, three, four, four, high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, you're about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. And get ready for this word that's about to come at thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great word, an awesome word. One that's going to empower you and bring you through into those wonderful things that God's got planned for you. My hope, my desire, and my and, and even my heart's desire is for you to be able to have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today because he's going to share with you some things that's going to be very beneficial in you stepping into what God has in store for you starting today. We're going to read our foundational text, then we're going to move on into today's information, which I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless you real good in Jesus' name. Of course, we're continuing the teaching we started just a little while back, and that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increased intimacy with God. God is establishing pathways of intimacy with him between him, me, and you so that we can be able to draw closer to him so that we can be better prepared for what he has in store for me and you so that we can be able to benefit from all the things that he's done for me and you and as well as be able to achieve and receive the things that he's got planned for me and you and even be able to partake of those awesome things that he has made available to me and you. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. You're going to be blessed. We're going to start reading at verse 16. Make it 13. It says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. 
But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is the account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother. Praise God. One is like none other. Because we might have some elder brothers in the natural, but it ain't like this one in the spiritual. Because this one right here, praise God, saved us. This is the one that delivered us. This is the one that's brought us into the family of Christ. Praise God. And there's some other things for us, too. And these are the things that we're talking about now. And that is that he was an example to me and you. Jesus Christ was the son of God. Praise God. But now we are sons of God. But God wants us to be the same kinds of sons that he was, too, so that we can be able to do all the things that he did and step into things God's got planned for me and you. Amen. We found out Jesus was a son of God. We found out that that Greek word for son was the word huio, which means son, but it does not tell you what kind of son. That's why the adjective is attached to it, a word is attached to it, to be able to describe what that son is. Pause button. I wonder what kind of adjective would be attached to you to describe what kind of son that God sees you. Pause button off. We found out that he was the beloved son. Praise God. That word beloved means dear. Praise God. One of the reasons why he was dear was because he was so near. He was stayed close to the Father. He stayed right there locked in with the Father, stayed one with the Father. He was immediate son, not a remote son. He was a close son, not a distant son. Praise God. He was a son that was so close that he said, I don't say nothing other than what my father say. I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. And if I could paraphrase it, he said, I ain't about nothing but what my father wants me to. He was locked in in who God was, and he made sure that he operated the same way that he did because that was his daddy, and he wanted to carry out everything that his father wanted him to do, and he did everything his father wanted him to do. Well, that's what God intends for me and you. God wants us to be intimate sons. He wants us to be immediate sons, close sons. He wants us to be able to increase in our intimacy with him so that we can get closer and closer to God like he's desiring us to. That's why he invited me and you to draw close to him. Turn to James chapter 4, praise God. Here's the invitation that's being extended to me and you. To be a close son, not a remote son like others do. St. John chapter 4. Come on, have an ear to hear what he's saying to you. Be a close son, not a remote son like others do. That only come around me when they want something, but won't do a thing that I say do. James chapter 4. Come on, have an ear to hear. James chapter 4, we're going to start reading verse 7. Praise God, amen. Because God has given us an invitation to be able to be close sons. Praise God. Amen. Ain't that a wonderful invitation? James chapter 4, we'll start reading in verse 7. It reads, submit yourselves therefore to God. Can't nobody do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God or nigh to God. That's what the word nigh means is near. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. There's more that he has to say, but we're going to get to that on another day. Right now, we're working on get close to God, draw nigh to God. Well, God is asking us to approach him, to be at hand, to come to him, to come near to him. That's what all the different things that that word means. God wants us to draw near to him and make ourselves near to him. And we found out the pathway to that is called prayer. That's why God invited us this year to increase in our prayer. 
that I don't care what we were doing in terms of prayer, we need to increase in our prayer. I don't care how often we were doing it, God said, I want you to increase in your prayer. Because no matter how close you are, you can get closer. I don't care how near you are, you can get nearer. And nearer, my God, to thee. That ought to be the desire of you and me. That we want to do everything we can to be able to get it submitted under his mighty hand so that we can step into the life that he said we can. We found out, praise God, that prayer is a powerful place. We found out prayer is where strength lies because Charles Haddon Spurgeon told us that our strength lies in prayer. That if we get up in the middle of prayer, then there is our strength right there. Hey, man, and we'll be strong enough to be able to move forward in everything that God says we can. And we found out, praise God, that, the, that the, one of the prayers that, we're, that we can pray is called the prayer of consecration. We've been working on that for a few weeks now, the prayer of consecration. We found out this is the kind of prayer that Jesus prayed. He prayed prayers of consecration. We found out that the prayer of consecration affords us the ability to flow into the will of God for our lives and flow with the will of God for our lives. To allows us to flow into the will of God for our lives and flow with the will of God for our lives. Because once we flow into the will of God for our lives, we have to learn to flow with the will of God for our lives. Because many times we could even buckle and pull back when things get a little difficult for me and you. But that's why God said, I want you to learn to consecrate yourself to me and lock yourself in to do what it is that I said to do. We found out that that word consecration, among many things, means to dedicate yourself to the Lord. Dedicate yourself for a special purpose or a service that is usually religious. God wants you to dedicate yourself to him to the point where you set yourself apart for him to be able to do what it is that he wants you to do, to be able to dedicate yourself to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm here to do whatever you want me to do, that not my will, but thy will be done. That's the kind that Jesus will pray, that not my will, but thy will be done. Because you could even be a person who is a son of God, but you still walk around doing your will and not God's will. Well, praise God, this is a year that God wants you to draw near so that he can be able to accumulate sons that are willing to do his will. So he can be able to accumulate sons that are willing to do his will. Because he's about to make a move. Praise God. I said he's about to make a move. Praise God. And the ones that are near will stay near and continue to move forward into what he has in store for them. The ones who consecrate themselves to him will be able to stay right there with him and be able to step into some great things that he has in store for me and you. And then there's the rest of you know, folk, praise God, who still going to be sons, praise God. He's still going to look out for us, still going to love. You still got you a guaranteed ticket to heaven, praise God. But you'll never do those things that he's got planned for you to do and walk into what he has in store for you. That's why God is telling us to consecrate ourselves to, our, to him, commit ourselves to him, surrender ourselves to him. That's all things that happen in the midst of prayer. Because in, it's in prayer where you get so close to God that you begin to feel his heartbeat to the point that you begin to think that the will of God is sweet and to be something that you're willing to do. And you'll lock in just like Jesus did and won't come out until you're willing to do what God said do. We found out last time we got together to praise God that Paul, you know, began to start teaching us many things about the importance of being this son of God. Praise God. We found out many things about it. One of the things we found out about it, praise God, is that we're supposed to live our lives under God. And we're supposed to live our lives under God. We found out Jesus died for us to live our lives under God. That it was that important to him that he died for us to live our lives under him. So therefore, then we ought to consider it very important that we should be willing to live our lives under him too. Not under me and you and what we want to do, but under God. Because whatever we do with our lives, we found out it should be done under God. It should be done to the glory of God. So it should be in line with God and locked in with God and do what he want to do. And God gave us an example by the name of Jesus, 
who was left here to be able to aid and assist us to be able to learn how to do this thing too. Well, we found out who Jesus is. He's this awesome example that committed himself to be able to do that. In fact, let's take a look at him right now. Praise God. Go over to um, Galatians chapter 2. And let's dive into this kind of person that God wants of me and you. Galatians chapter 2. There's more that was in the review, but get the CD or tape. That way you can get it in its fullness and get all of what God has in store for you. See, God wants us to be close sons. Because we, we found out that close sons understand the importance of doing what the Father wants us to do. Whereas remote sons, they don't understand the importance of doing what God wants us to do. Intimate sons are moved by the willingness to do what God said to do. Whereas distant sons could not care less about doing what God said to do. But God wants you to become intimate sons. Galatians chapter 2 says something he want to do with you. Start reading verse 19. Paul understood it. That's why he was telling the Galatians about it. He said in verse 19, For I, I through the law am dead to the law, that I may live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul began to start teaching them, praise God, about the importance uh, of how they should live their lives. Paul teaches us that the life that we live should be unto God. The life that we live should be unto God. I'm talking right now to intimate sons, praise God. Amen. And those of you who might become interested in becoming intimate sons, that we're supposed to live our lives unto God. Now, Paul taught the Galatian church about who he was as a close, intimate son. And simultaneously, he's teaching me and you about who we should be and how we should think and live our lives as close, intimate sons, too. Paul said, it's me that lives, but not actually. It's actually Christ. He said, it's me that lives, but not actually. It's actually Christ. Now, we've been learning about being a close son. Now, how close can you get to the point that you so close, you lose you while you still gain you? You lose you while you're still you. Like, for instance, I'm still Rodney Pearson, the person that got born again. But yet, although I am me, I'm not me. It's Christ that lives in me. He's the hope of glory. And God wants us to all get to the point that it's no longer you that lives, but it's to you who is Christ, the hope of glory. Now, before you get spooky, you ain't going to turn into Jesus Christ or nothing. Now. Don't mistake what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you'll be so lined up with him, so locked in lockstep with him, that it'll be just as though it was him walking and doing the things that we do. But in order for that to happen, you got to lose you. And get lost in him. You got to lose you. And get lost in him. See a lot of us don't want to get lost in him. Because we, we love ourselves. But if the truth is any way told. We lust ourselves. We care for ourselves at a level. That we should not care for ourselves. What level is that pastor? To the point that you won't do the will of God. That you pull back from the one who died for you to do the will of God. 
If we love ourselves that much, we love ourselves way too much. See, Paul said it's me that lives, but not actually. It's actually Christ. He understood that when Jesus was crucified, he was too. That when Jesus went to that cross, he did too. Because he understood that it was an identification thing that occurred. Whereas he identified with, come on, Deuce. He identified with Christ so strongly, praise God, that he saw himself as the one that went to the cross. And and he identified with Christ so strongly that he saw himself as being Christ who walked out from that point forward. To him, that, to him, the him that was crucified was old him. That was the pre-redeemed him. But to him that now lives is the post-redeemed him. That's to him that lives his life under God. That's to him that lives by the faith of the son of God. Remember, faith is hearing what God has to say, believing it to the point that you will and operate according to it. Hearing what God has to say, trusting him enough till you operate upon what he says to you and turn aside from everything else and lock in with what God has for you. This is his faith in whom the son of God is and how the son of God told him and showed him how to live his life. Because when you begin to live your life under God, God will tell you and show you how to live your life. He will tell you and show you how to live your life. He'll show you in scripture so that you can see that it's true. And he'll show you by people that are around you who are already living this thing right in front of you. So that you can be able to learn what you ought to do so that you can be able to step into the life that God has in store for you. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, please. Come on, have an ear here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. See, whatever we do with our lives should be done under God. Whatever we do with our lives should be done under God. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 10. Let's do, let's do, let's do 9 first and come down into 10. It says, for God have not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. That whether we wake or sleep, that we should live together with him. See, we're supposed to live our lives together with, with, with the Lord. We're supposed to live our lives together with the Lord. That word together properly means at the same time. At the same time. I was watching uh, the Olympics the other day, at least you know, some parts of it the other day. And I really got a kick out of it, praise God. I was watching synchronized diving, praise God, synchronized diving. It was amazing to me, praise God, the level that these people, that these people were united with one another, especially the American couple. The Canadian, Canadian, Canadian one was good too, praise God, and so was the, the Chinese one. They was like throwing down too, to the point that these two ladies, different body types, maybe different body shapes, maybe different heights, and everything else like that, had spent so much time with one another to the point that they could be on two separate platforms right next to one another. Say one word, and they might count, you know, in their language and stuff. Mm, that was a French. Do, toi. And they like, do, they both lean up together. Then they move, take a step, move, take another step, hit the end of the board, go through whatever gyrations in the air, and hit the water at the exact same time in the exact same formation. I was like, 
I was loving it. I was like, wow, do it again, do it again. And, 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 and then somebody else got up. And then, and then the American girls, the one that won, they got to go. They got up. They was like, I was like, that's like out cold because one of them was a little heavier than the other one. One of them was a little taller than the other one, which means you ain't got to be exactly the same, but you got to be together. And they were together. Praise God. And all while I'm watching that, I could hear in my ear, that's how you're supposed to be with me. Absolutely synchronized. To the point that every move I make, you make the same move. You make it at the same time. You don't, you don't procrastinate. You don't wait till next year when I said now. Because that throws the synchronization off and points are lost. And whereas a goal was waiting on you, some folk never meddled because they might have they dove. They might have dove in the same water at kind of the same time, kind of the same way. But when they would slow it down, you know, you know, you could see, oh, look, they ain't the same. This one is still spinning. This one's legs together. That leg all gapped. You know, Jesus stayed holy. It denotes close association with. This word together at the same time denotes close association with, which means when you have close association with God, you'll get on the same rhythm as him, same beat as him, same step as him, same moves as him. To the point that it'll be so much that you would think one was the other and the other was the other. It denotes close association with, because this is how it occurs. It's through close association. While they were, you know, the announcers, you know, they like to talk and stuff like that. They got that job, they're doing it. They better talk. They got, you know, traveled all those miles, miles and, and, and living off somebody else's money. Praise God, they better have good conversation during that time. So they got to talking and stuff like that, and they was talking about these two have spent so many years together. They spent so much time together that they just know one another. They finish each other's sentences when they were saying things like that. I'm like, if that ain't the way it's supposed to be. To the point that somebody should be able to say the first half of the scripture, you should say the rest of the half. Why? Because they spent time with one another. That's why God's inviting you. Come spend time with me. That's why if he say two words, a lot of folk don't know what to say past that. That's why it also translates together with. Together with. See, when we're together with somebody, where they go, we go. That's because we're together with them. We're in close association with them. It also translates, or excuse me, it also means what they do, we do. See, we're together with them. Even if we're not doing what they do at the, at the very least, we're right there with them while they're doing it, what they're doing, while they're doing it. That's why somebody can be right there with a person who busted cap in somebody and you can go to the same chamber. Well, they give you your own gas chamber, but you go to your own gas chamber, praise God. Because you were right there. Does that make sense? God wants us to be right there with him. That's why he's inviting us to get closer to him. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does want us to have a closer, more intimate relationship with him than we presently have. I hope that you're seeing what God has opened is a door of opportunity for us to have the intimate relationship with us that he wants to have with us a door of opportunity that we'll be glad that we walk through when we do, into the closer, more intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with me and you. Now, I don't know about you, 
but I'm going to do whatever I need to do to increase my intimacy with the God who wants me to. I hope all of you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and drop you off at home after it's over. So, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. This is done on the fourth Friday of every month. All the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service, is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing work we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 